we've been we've been dealing with we've been talking about renewing the mind amen and i believe that if you're going to make it through this year i wanted to help you tonight in this series we've been talking about about renewing your mind right uh it's important that you recognize that um the way we think is the direct um it's the direct look at what's going on in our hearts. The Greek word for mind is the same word as heart, cardia. Amen. Your cardia. You ever heard of cardiac arrest? It comes from the same English word, cardiac. Okay, so, but it's not talking about your physical beating heart. Okay, that's not what it's talking about when it talks about your mind. Your mind is a non-material thing. Go to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 for me. Amen. Go to Hebrews chapter 4. See, I wasn't even planning on going there. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Thank you for those watching online. Amen. The Hebrew writer... Um, we don't know who the Hebrew writer is, but I want to show you something. If you want to renew your mind, um, you have to renew your mind by the word of God, through the word of God. How many started your truth journal? Let me see. Anybody started your truth? All right, my brother. Anybody else started your truth? See, here's the thing. If you didn't start your truth journal, that, that means the enemy been lying to you. Amen. He's been lying to you and you've been feeding on some of those lies. Amen. It's important. Here's the thing. We remember only 10% of what we hear, but we, we remember 90% or 98% of what we write down. That's why Bible study is so important for you and I that we take notes and we write down stuff so that way we can go back to it so that way we can reference it so that we can remember it, okay? Uh, when you leave here, you're going to realize that a lot of stuff is going to come rushing at your thought pattern. Amen. Why? Because the enemy knows that if I can flood your mind with, with worry, doubt, disappointment, despair, uh, joy, pleasure, you know, fleshly stuff. He he will he will bombard your mind with so much stuff that you will think that you've gotten it, but you didn't get it. So the truth journal is designed for you to combat the lies of the enemy. Are you with me? I told you there were two types of lies. There are the conscience conscious lies. Those are lies that are easily detected. And then I told you about the subconscious lies, and those are the ones that are not easily detected. They come in very subtle. They come in very, uh, they come in very smooth, right? And they may act as if they're the truth. But what we have to do in renewing our minds is that we have to not be conformed to worldly thinking. Now, can I ask a question tonight? Do you know the difference between worldly thinking and biblical thinking? 
Does anybody know the difference? All right. Now, how do you know the difference? You know the difference because your worldview, remember that word I gave you? What's the worldview? No, what is a worldview? No, that's your stage of truth. See, I'm trying to teach you something. Your worldview is the glasses that you put on to make sense of life. That's your worldview. So either your worldview is secular, either your worldview is worldly, either your worldview is spiritual, either your worldview is sacred. You understand what I'm saying? So basically, you're looking at life through the scriptures. You and I, what we need is a biblical worldview. This is practical stuff, practical Christianity 101 that maybe a lot of us have not gotten just yet. But what, what we must learn to do if we're going to renew our minds is we must learn to see life through the lenses of Scripture. So if the devil says to you, you can't, amen, you go to the Scripture and you say, you say something like this. You say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because, you know, Philippians chapter four, verse 13 says that it's looking at life through the lenses. And the reason why I wanted you to do the truth journal is because sometimes, you know, what you have to do is you have to spill out everything that's going through your mind in your mind at that moment, right? The second thing you have to do when you spill it out on paper is you have to number it. Amen. Number it according to what is really, what categories, what areas of your life is the enemy trying to infiltrate? Amen. For instance, a person uh, will say, uh, my life is a wreck right now. Uh, and, and then we think of all the dumb things we've ever done. Come on, somebody. To prove that our lives is a wreck, right? You ever, you ever go through that scenario? And, and what this does, this just solidifies our conclusion that life is really bad. Satan loves that. He wants us to think of, watch this, he wants us to think of life and people and ourselves in terms of black or white. It's either this or that. Either we're wonderful or we're terrible. There's no room for grace. But what you have to say when you hear that, you have to say that Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 that I can fight this good fight, that, that I have to take every thought captive. That's how you combat the lies. Are you following me? Are y'all with me? All right. So the enemy is going to keep on doing this until you write out the truth that dispels or destroys that lie. Tell your neighbor, I got to destroy these lies. The lies that he wants you to believe about you. That you can't. Come on, somebody. That you'll never get anywhere in life. That you're always going to be the same. That you really think, you know, it's crazy. I, I had those, I had a thought, I had a lie popped into my brain uh, yesterday. 
And I'm like, what I always do is I always trace back where is it coming from? I go back to the source. Right? And I said to, I said to myself, this can't be true. And the fact that I caught it, tell you, neighbor, you got to catch it. Got to catch it. You got to be able to take every thought. I'm going to go there in a minute. Just give me a minute. You got to know how to take the thought captive. Okay? But let's go to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, and let's look at what it says. It says here that for the word of God is what? All right, let me explain this to you tonight if you want to renew your mind. You cannot renew your mind with positive thinking only. You cannot renew your mind with a self-help book. Okay, now I know uh, Drake then wrote a book. Um, Russell Simmons then wrote a book. I know uh, T-Pain that wrote a book. Uh, come on, y'all. I'm hip. I, I know what's happening. I, my ears are to the streets. <laughs> I'm just messing with y'all. Uh, Steve Harvey that wrote a book. But there's a difference in that book than in the Bible. Here's the difference. Those are men's words. These are God's words. And the difference is the Bible is making a claim of itself that you and I must pay attention to. If something is living, what does that mean? It has a what? Purpose. It has organs. It's an organism. It has a DNA. Come on, somebody. See, if, see, see what the enemy does not want us to do is to take the word seriously. Like, like really believe this over the lie. You with me? So, so what he does is he convinces us that, man, this is too hard for me to read. This is, this is I can't understand what's going on. You understand what I'm saying? He keeps us away from it. Think about it real quick. Think about it. Let me ask you this, okay? From... Sunday to today, how many hours have you spent in it? How many hours have you spent on social media? Anybody want to answer? Well, let me let me let me hit let me hit the people that ain't on social media. How many hours have you spent in front of the television? Imagine this. Whatever is true, the enemy is going to try to keep you from. Whatever is right, he's going to try to keep you away from it. Watch this. One of my hardest task as a as a mature christian now i can't pray at nighttime i struggle with my nighttime prayer i'm talking about devotion in the morning i'm there i'm cool i'm man i'm locked in 
But at nighttime, man, I struggle, man. I struggle. I like I, I go in the prayer closet, I've been distracted. I'm like, man, I beat it like the three minutes. I do the three minutes, I do the one minute prayer. God, thank you for today. And I'm out. <laughs> Anybody struggle? Some of you struggle in the daytime with that. Some of you struggle every day with that. But you sure talking about every day in the nighttime. Come on, can I can we talk a little bit? Can we talk? Just, you know, can we talk tonight? Let's talk some real talk, right? We so so. Let me ask you this, right? If it wasn't living, you wouldn't have that struggle. If it wasn't real, if it wasn't transformative, if the word could not do something in your life, you wouldn't have no problem doing it. So, so the word of God testifies about itself to say it's living. But watch this, though. There are some living people, but they ain't active. <laughs> there are some living people. All they do is get up every day and go from the bed to the couch. Living people. And they're good with that. Their, their life is locked in. But the Bible says that the very thing that we handle, the word of God, it's living and it's active. But watch this. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. The, the idea here is that when you handle the word, it will cut you. But it will cut out those things in your life that needs to go. How many need a few things to go? The word will cut out those things in your mind that is causing you and I to struggle with certain things in our lives. The word. But the devil's lies is this. You don't need to read this. Why do you need to spend that much time in it? Just read a couple verses and you're good for the day. Come on and help me, somebody. But we consume. I wish your phone would tell, tell on you again. You know, Apple got this thing where every now and then it pops up and it tells you at the end of the week how much screen time you have. I imagine if God was to pop up, come on, somebody, an alert on your life to say, listen, you wonder why we're struggling in certain, why we're struggling in life? Here's why we're struggling in life. Because we don't have enough face time in the word. Seriously. It says it's living, it's active, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. So in other words, this word, it says, and it pierces, it's an instrument. But the idea that we're getting, getting ready to get into here about the word of God, it is seen as a medical instrument that, that watches, that is used for surgery. It cuts and it pierces. Surgery. How many need some surgery? Some of us need heart surgery tonight. Some of us need brain surgery tonight. Come on, somebody. So, some of us got some other areas of our lives that, that God needs to operate on. And the way he's going to do it is through his word. 
Are you with me? Watch this. It says it pierces as far as the division of soul and what? Spirit. So write this down somewhere. The word of God deals with, you ready? Your, the non-material part of you. The not, your, your spiritual person. You ever see somebody with a bad spirit? You know what can fix that? The word. The word will cut into the part when you go to the doctor, the doctor don't understand why you tripping. So he gives you a bunch of pills that you don't even know is going to work on your brain. You understand what I'm saying? But the Bible says the word can get into the non-material part of you. It can change your heart. It can change your thinking. It can change your spirit. When you hear it, it will cause you to leap with joy. Come on, somebody. It's living. It's, it's, it's what? It's active. It pierces as far as the division of soul and spirit. Watch this. Of both joints and marrow. So the word not only deals with the non-material part of you. Write this down. But it deals with the material part of you. The word can get into your joints. The marrow is the white. If you take your bone and you break it, inside, that's where the marrow is. What is God saying by way of the Holy Spirit tonight that if you want to keep believing lies, you can, but my word can get down in your bones. Jeremiah said, when I hear it, it's like fire shut up in my bones. Ezekiel went into the valley of dry bones and the Bible says he preached the word of God and he preached flesh back on those dead bones. The word can revive you. The word can resuscitate you. The word can change you. Spiritually, emotionally, physically. I've came into worship settings where I was sick. And I sat under a word from the preacher. The preacher was preaching. I wasn't up there. I wasn't sitting down evaluating him. I was actually paying attention. And all of a sudden, the Lord starts changing me, healing me. Come on, somebody. Listen, when I came, I had a, I, my mind was gone. But I thank God that the word began to change me physically. Look what he says next. He says, of both joints and marrow, and is able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. So lastly, the word of God can deal with us. You ready? Psychologically. You're not bipolar. No, you're not low-level uh, whatever they say you are on, the, on, on whatever test they gave you. The word can get into your mind and change your thinking. A lot of us are trying to renew our mind with positive thinking. But here's the thing. If you think biblically, you will think positively. 
If you think biblically and if you let the word, watch this, renew your mind, then you will start seeing life from a different perspective. So the first understanding of the word of God has to be based on what you just read about the word of God. So tell me the three things that the word of God can do for you. Number one, it deals with you what? The what part of you? Secondly, and psychological. If you met, go to Psalm 1. Go to Psalm 1. Y'all want to play with me, man. Go to Psalm 1. Let me show you. Let me show you. How many want to be blessed? Huh? Everybody want to be blessed, right? How many want to prosper? Huh? Anybody, anybody want to need some prosperity? I, I got the plan for prosperity. Psalm 1. Let's look at it together. It says, blessed is the man. See, if you and I are going to renew our mind, so we need to understand, number one, the word of God, what it is, what it does, and how it works, which I just gave you, correct? But here's the thing, though. You got to ask yourself a question tonight. Where am I getting my advice from? TikTok. Internet. Whatever app we got. There's an app for that. <laughs> you know, there's always an app for that. <laughs> but but see, he, here's what he says. He says, blessed, how blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Now notice here, and this is this is something I teach my young people, but it's something that you and I need to learn because I believe that some of us are right here in the pandemic. We're right here. You got to pay attention to who, whose counsel you're receiving. He says, how blessed is the man who does not walk? First of all, you see him what? Making progress. Nor what? Nor what? So what happens when you're getting the wrong counsel is that you go from walking to standing. When you and I are not renewing our minds daily and we're getting advice from the enemy, come on somebody, and we're believing the lies and we're not documenting what we're really thinking, watch this, we go from walk, we go from making progress to just standing. And then he says, no, what? Imagine that. How many of you are stuck? So you got to be careful because you can go from walking to standing to sitting. And when you start sitting, you start smoking. You start drinking. You start indulging in whatever you were indulging in. You understand what I'm saying? And it's designed to slow you down. The devil wants to slow us down. He wants to keep us in a position where he can control us. And the only way that Satan can ever control a believer is through their thinking. You cannot be possessed by the devil. You cannot be 
uh, he cannot take you, but you can allow yourself to be a POW, a prisoner of war. And here's the thing about the enemy. He doesn't have the power to lock you up. So he puts you in that prison sitting down. Watch this. And he leaves the door open. And you can't walk out because you have believed a lie. Look what he says. Verse 2. He says, but his delight. That word delight means joy. This is the thing, y'all. This is what I'm trying to project to you tonight and, and, and present to you tonight, I should say, that in, in truth is how much joy do you really have over the word of God? He says out of everything in his life, his delight is in the law of the Lord. Watch the text. And in his law, he what? Meditates. Now, here's, here's the idea of meditate. It means to regurgitate. It means to chew something, swallow it, throw it up, and, throw, and, and chew it again. That's what a cow does. Cow has so many stomachs so that what it does for full digestion, it chews it, it goes in the first stomach, it goes to the second stomach and so on. And before you know it, when it's fully metabolized, you get that word? Metabolized. And what we have to learn to do as believers is not to be surface readers, but learn how to metabolize it. Learn how to meditate on it. And meditation does not mean that you're just sitting there staring at it. Waiting for something mystical or magical to happen. What you're doing is you're reading and you're reading and you're rereading. And you're asking the Holy Spirit for understanding. And watch this. And all of a sudden, it starts making sense to you. But here's the thing. The problem here sometimes is that we meditate. But the frequency of our meditation is very, very slim, very small. Watch the text. He says he meditates when. That's why I'm trying to break this cycle of my nighttime meditation. I'm going to get it. I've been consistent now. I'm going in. So two weeks ago, I wasn't going in. So at least I'm breaking that cycle. It's almost like a challenge to me. And what I'm saying to you is this. God is teaching, teaching you something tonight that you will conquer those fears. You will conquer those areas of your life. But the only way you're going to do it, saints, is through the word of God. Look what he says. Look what he says. He meditates what? Day and night. It's not a day that he does not go by where he reads the word. It's not a night that he doesn't go to bed without reading the word. I know what I'm saying to you tonight. It sounds hard. It sounds like, man, I got to do this, but it's so easy for me to sit and go through YouTube all night and stay on the internet all night and, and all these apps that I'm on. Listen, it, and listen, it's no problem. 
But when it comes down to the very thing that can change my life, for some reason, I struggle with this. Do you not know that it's a distractions? Those are distractions. And if you don't understand what your distraction is, then you will always find yourself coming up short. Look what he says. Look what he says. He says this. He says he meditates what? Day and night. But look at, look at, the, but listen, you know what God has shown me in this passage here? The investment will pay off. Tell your neighbor the investment will pay off. You know, you know what most of us struggle with? You know what all of us struggle with? Change. We struggle with change, y'all. But the word of God can change your mind so you can change. Watch what he says. He says what? He will be like what? And he will be like, notice, the Bible uses imagery. Okay, so the Hebrew language paints pictures, okay? The Greek language is for the intellect. So whenever you read the Old Testament, it always is going to paint a picture to say you will be like, or, or it compares or contrasts. Watch this. It says, and he will be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water. Let me ask you, did you see the picture in your mind? Close your eyes for a minute. Picture a tree by the streams of water. What did it look like? It's flourishing, right? It, it, its leaves are green. Come on, somebody. He says, when you meditate on the word of God, when you stop listening and walking and standing with wicked people and sinners and scoffers. He says, and you meditate on the word of God that's living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of your heart. He said, when you do that, you can see yourself. I want you to come out yourself to see yourself. I want you to envision yourself as this tree. Notice the text says, not just a tree, but a tree that's firmly planted. What does firm means? Firm means that it will not be moved. No matter what the enemy may try to say to you or suggest to you, because you're meditating on it, he says you're going to be a firm tree when the hurricane comes, when the storms come, when the rain starts coming, when all the stuff starts coming at you, you're not going to move. You're not even going to sway. Because he says you're like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water. Watch this. Here's the thing about being planted by the streams of water. Even in the heat, the roots are dug into the banks and it sucks from the supply that keeps the tree growing and keeps the tree producing and keeps the tree having fruits on it. If you only meditate on it when? Day and night. Watch this. He says, which yields its fruit in its what? 
You, you know what you'll understand about being planted by the streams of water? You're not going to be mad when somebody else is doing better than you because you know your season is going to come. You understand your season. And even when you're not in season, he says what? He says, you're still being watered. You're still being nourished. You're still growing. Come on, somebody. That's the picture here of what your life is supposed to be like. So don't think that just because you're coming here on Friday and you're coming here on Wednesday and you're coming here on Sunday that you're doing this thing in vain and you don't see nothing happening. Maybe it's not your season right now. Maybe God is saying, maybe it's not your season, but guess what? Your season is coming. And when your season comes, you'll know it. And not only will you know it, but you will begin to produce problem with us we can't wait for our seasons the problem is we want it now we want stuff to happen right right now but i want to say to somebody here if you focus more on your off season in meditating and meditating and reading and studying and coming to church and getting the word of god your life will change your mind will change we want to I don't want just your life to change. I want your mind to change. Watch this. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says what? He'll be planted by the streams of water and it will yield its fruits in its season. Watch this. And its leaf does not wither. I got a tree in front of my house right now. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Christmas tree like, you know. It's been there for 10 years. What I realized about a year ago, I had two of them, is that these particular trees, after 10 to 15 years, they just die. <laughs> and I know I started to notice the change. Come on, somebody. So I went out and I bought this little thing this irrigation thing you put your hose on and you shove it down and so I can start watering the roots because it's not planted by the, but it's too late. Pretty soon, I'll have to tear it down because the leaves, the, the branches on it are brown now. It's a sign that it's not getting what? what it needs, but also it's a sign that it's time has come. Oh, I wish I had somebody. But the one who meditates on the word day and night, the Bible says his leaf does not wither. And look at verse, the last part of verse three. And in what? And in what? And in whatever. It's translated in the Hebrew like this. All that he does prospers. Let me, let me sit and talk for you, talk to you for a minute. There are two ways to prosper in this world. 
Verse 1 is how you can prosper. Listening to all these webinars. And, and I ain't knocking wisdom, but the world's wisdom will never trump God's favor. Okay? So if you want success in whatever you do, what must you do? Ah, don't read his word. Ah, regurgitate. He says, and in whatever you do, it, 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 it prospers. In whatever he does, he what? He prospers. Now, now listen to me, listen to me. Could it be that we're going about our prosperity the wrong way? If God says, if I meditate day and night, I'm going to prosper the end goal. But before you prosper, you got to be healthy. You got to be fruitful. Your leaves can't be withering. You got to be nourished. So before God prospers you, he makes you healthy. Matter of fact, you start looking healthy. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you look blessed. And the second way that you prosper, you won't hear it, but I'll say it, is you have to tithe. That's how you prosper. Why do I say that? Because he says in his word that I believe is living and active and sharpening to us. He says, I will open up the. And pour you out what? Well, you won't have room enough to receive it. Oh, enlarge my territory, Lord. Change my thinking, God. Help me to understand, Lord, that not only am I going to change the way I think, but I'm going to change my strategy for success. Look at verse 4. He says, the wicked are not so. There's a contrast. But they are like what? Shaft which the wind drives away. You know what? Shaft was those... It was, it was grains that they would throw up in the air and just blow away. He said, the wicked are not like that. He says, therefore, the wicked will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. That's why not everybody can come to church. You see it? For the Lord knows the way of the what? Righteous. But the way of the wicked will what? Perish. How did I get here tonight? I have no idea. Because I was going to talk to you about something else today. But I, I was talking to you about the lies, okay? But, but here's, here's what I'm saying. You cannot prosper apart from proper instructions from God's word. And when you pick up the Bible, don't put your Bible on the ground. 
you know, in ancient times, they had what called, what's called high places. And what they would do, they would put their gods up there and they would worship them in their high places. If this word is not above you, it's beneath you. And this book that I hold in my hand tonight is living. Matter of fact, when I put my hands on it, I could feel a heartbeat. The Bible says that holy men moved from God, by God, spoke from God. That this word is pumping blood and life into us. You're either going to jump on this bandwagon or you're going to jump on something else, a gimmick that's going to tell you how to be blessed without spending time in the word of God. Deuteronomy 6, go there, and I'm done. I promise you I'm done this time. Tell you, neighbor, the Holy Ghost is in this place. Deuteronomy 6. I want somebody to read for me. Read verse 4. Who want to read that for me tonight? The Lord is one, even though this trichotomous being, trichotomous in the Trinity, the Lord is one. Go ahead. All right. Look at this. See it? You can't read the word if you're not in love with God. Many people are in love with the benefits, the blessings that comes from God. He says, with all your heart, mash this tonight. Who has your heart? Do you love him? Seriously, do you have a love relationship with him like no other? He says, with all your heart, but look, look, look what's it? With all your soul and with all your strength. Man, that's some kind of love, man. Look what he says. And these words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your what? The same heart that he tells you to love God with. He says the same words I want to remain on your heart. Look what he says. Look what he says now. And you shall teach them diligently to who? And you shall talk of them when you sit in your. See the progression? It's just like Psalm 1. Notice the progressions and the times. He says you shall teach them diligently to your sons watch this you shall talk of them when you sit in your house look what he says and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you wait a minute wait a minute wait a, wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute 
What is he saying? May I ask you a question? Do you discuss Bible study when you leave here? Do you discuss like, man, you, remember, you see what pastor taught us today? Man, it's deep, man. I, man, I got to. May I ask you a question? If I was a fly on your wall at home, what, what, what would I hear? He says that when you're at home, don't just come here. When you leave here, when you go home, talk about this stuff. He says when you lie down, when you rise up, when you walk, when you go to the bus stop, when you're coming home from the bus stop, he says, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and you shall what? There shall be as frontals on your foreheads, and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Then it shall come about when the Lord your God brings you into the land which he swore to your forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you what? Great and splendid cities which you did not build. A house full of what? Which you did not cisterns, which that's where you get water from, which you did not dig, yards and vineyards and olive trees, which you did not plant, you shall eat and be what? Satisfied. So imagine this. Imagine if you leave here today and you make up in your mind, I'm going to talk to somebody. I'm going to discuss what I heard, what I read. I'm going to meditate tonight when I get home, but I'm going to talk to somebody. Baby, did you see what we learned tonight? What did you think about that? What did you think about this? What did you think? You see what I'm saying? Imagine if you claim the promise of this word, what will start happening to you? You will be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water and in what, listen, Whatever you put your hands to do, it will prosper. I don't care what it is. I mean, I care, but I'm, I'm just saying, if you're going to smell marijuana, you know, it ain't going to work. But I'm just saying, if whatever you do is going to prosper. You know what I'm saying? But it comes with renewing your mind and getting in this word every day. And God says, I will give you a life that you never had. Let me, listen, the problem with us is we are running the plan. When God says, let me Work your plan. And when you become like that tree, you will prosper.